Good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, good morning. I come from a guava berry. Morning, morning, everybody. We seen morning because for a big contrast, we're recording this in the AM. So hello to you, whatever time that you're listening to it. And welcome to our second episode of the Sinless Podcast. Yes, yes. Today we're coming to you. Oh, hello. Let me go a little closer. Okay, good. Today we're coming to you with new topics. Topics that you may be familiar with because we posted some questions regarding this topic on our Instagram. And we got a lot of good feedback. So we're very um, excited, I guess you can say, to delve into these topics. And I'm excited. Huh? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You said it with such a straight face. <laughs> yeah, but you know how your girls up up in the morning, so give me some time to reboot. You understand? It's 11 o'clock though. Yeah, yeah, but it is a.m. <laughs> as soon as 1200 hit on the clock, your girl inhale like swimwear. So, <clears throat> so basically, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, I might switch over to Australian time or something. Let's see, let's see. Anyways, today on our agenda, guys, we will be discussing hairism and the natural hair movement, as well as black women and why they are presumably the last to be chosen in terms of dating culture. And third, International Women's Day and all the bomb-ass women out here in our community doing some bomb-ass shit. So... Yes, stay tuned if you want to hear all about that. So, Lisa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you see the hostility of the guest? She can't see. First of all, guys, disclaimer, disclaimer. Are you not going to see this one either? <laughs> <laughs> you get to no painted needle. <laughs> you were so glad, frightened, to do this, um, you know, podcast that we couldn't um, set aside <laughs> the proper time needed to paint have lighting have video and all that extra stuff so y'all gonna have to just you know settle for our voices you did it once before i don't see what's the problem doing it for the second time probably the third too who knows but the fourth we got you though for the fourth one we got you watch that bad yes <coughs> so moving into our first topic hairism natural hair movement for those of you that know or may not know both of us are natural and we recently became natural when we moved to the Netherlands. That's right. And mm. uh, what would be your reason for going natural, Lisa? Honestly, <laughs> so the reason why I went natural was I was a fed up with my hair. Um, right before I did my big chop, and when I say big chop, I mean I cut all my hair off. Yeah, but I it was had, beautiful. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a big change. I'm not going to lie. I get called a little boy here and there. Girl, let me tell you. So, <coughs> this is the reason why we have this topic today, guys. So, at time, I was in Yumbo, right? Yumbo in Amsterdam North. And I bend down to put on my basket, you know, right in front of the castle, everything is stacked up. And this man will come to me, oh, pardon me, pardon me. And I look up like, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, of course, when they see bald hair, they automatically think guy. 
But bitch, I had a, whole, a bunch of breasts and ass, so I don't know. You had a bunch of ass? <laughs> you have a bunch of ass? <laughs> you gonna put me on blast like that for you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In comparison, you know what? I don't you hold back. You got hip. You got hip. I don't hold back that because they're gonna come for me and my character. So let me. Do, 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 do. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, this old raggedy Dutch man thought I was a whole ass nigga. Auto-auto. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not the first time I get it, but I mean, it comes with a territory because people associate females with long hair so to a certain extent you can't blame them but yeah it comes with the territory anyways that was a sidetrack but the reason why i cut my hair was because i had this like what do you call it you know you have your hair long in front and low cut in the back like a bob cut oh jesus bob. i don't even know what rihanna I like a rihanna kind of hairstyle i guess you could see and it was very hard to maintain because my hair was straight this was long, that was short, Granote was looking a little, you know, not too cute. And on top of that, Madame who used to do my hair was charging me a hundred euro plus, okay? And I didn't even think I was working, probably I was working, but still. I didn't have money to cash out like that on here every month, a hundred plus euros. I was like, I'm fed up, I'm over it, F this shit. And then I decided to shave it off. And the rest is history. Okay, that's what interesting. Why I went natural? Mm-hmm. I think I always wanted to be natural. I actually had a mini, what do you call it? What people is the transition phase in IB, where I didn't straighten my hair for like six months, <laughs> and then um, graduation came, and I didn't know what the hell to do with my hair. Because I had two different textures. I had relaxing and I had really kinky hair. Yeah, so I had, yeah, I didn't know what to do with my hair. So then, yeah, I went and I relaxed my hair. And then I came to Holland. And basically, my reason for going natural is similar to Lisa. Simply because I was tired of paying these Spanish women a whole heap of money to... <laughs> a whole heap of money <laughs> um, to comb my hair. And, you know, I was a student. Like, I didn't have money like that mm-hmm. monthly. To maintain my hair, fifty euros plus. So I went natural. And the rest is also history. Yeah, <clears throat> it wasn't an easy journey either, cause at first I didn't like it. I didn't know what the hell to do with it. But who child the who chilay the struggle? Yeah, it there. It's on my head, so I'm working with it. That's so not how I you feel say about it, it now. My hair, mm-hmm. I love my hair. I like that I could do a lot of shit to it. Um, I like that for some reason my natural hair journey kind of teach me a lot of patience because I didn't have that with myself like it really taught me it really opened up my eyes um I just enjoy like I enjoy just taking the time and it really helps with my whole self-love and self-care because like on Sundays is mainly the day I just schedule to wash my hair like when I really want to treat myself and that's the day that is really focused from my head to toe. Like I really did just take the time out to deep condition my hair, clear out my hair and I really fall in love with my hair over the time period I am natural and I'm still trying to learn to love my hair. It's not easy but yeah it just takes time. I I like my hair. Despite of what other people may say but I like it. And you? For me, honestly, I have days where I like it and days where I can't stand it, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. 
Like you said, I am on a journey to learning to love my hair and the uniqueness of it. But some days it can be very frustrating. Um, especially, I guess, with social media playing a big part of it and natural hair movement being such a big thing and everybody rocking the hair, blah, blah, blah. I feel like my ideal hair would be this equally big, voluminous, what is this? Voluminous afro and you know and i don't have that my hair not even my hair not thick my hair don't have the i don't know it's not even a matter for me of curl pattern or some shit like that i just find like some days my hair just don't yeah. look like the ideal standard and it's some fuck up of natural hair like, okay. them girls' twists also look at my twists and vice versa. Actually, recently, only recently I started wearing my hair open. One, because I just look 12. <laughs> Two, because it's always a hit or miss. Only recently, like, it's starting to, you know, catch itself, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, honestly, why I started wearing it open was because I was inspired by our friend Vanessa. Mm-hmm. I saw so in love with her hair. Her hair is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so big. It's so thick. And she has type 4 hair. Mm-hmm. Which is something people is kind of, you know, be uncomfortable about. It but seems. she wears her hair and lives her best freaking life. It's so beautiful. Shout out to you, Vanessa. She has really beautiful Like, hair. she is dead ass hair goals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, I honestly think it boils down to jeans. Everyone's like, yeah, do castor oil, this, do this, do that, hair routines, hair routines. But listen, <laughs> if your gene dictates that you're not meant for thick hair or you're not meant for long hair, sis. Sorry. It is what it is. And I think that's the, I guess, the period I go into now. Because my mother have really thin hair. My grandmother have thick hair and I fall in the middle. My hair is not thick. I wouldn't consider my hair thin, but it just there. <laughs> Literally just there. So yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, no, because I don't feel the same way, you know, like I can't I don't have the mm, the whole hair goals mentality of like watching somebody and thinking that my hair should be ideally like that. Like I don't also have to you have you have okay this may be very controversial but you have nice hair you have thick ass hair yeah but you have I didn't, healthy hair i didn't grow up knowing that though like if you telling me that is a shock if we're talking about growing up please sis, there's a whole lot of conversation yeah, growing up i didn't have that how to say like foundation or that reflection of my hair you know like growing up i was always told that it was really difficult to comb my hair and you know like i would always get compared to people <clears throat> like <clears throat> my father said that a family they have very loose hair so i would always get no are we do we want to bring back childhood trauma i think it's it's necessary my girl i had a hot comb in my hair from kindergarten my mother straightened my hair from second grade seven years old technically i had no idea what the hell my natural hair had looked like Mm -hmm. 
I, I mean for like up until maybe fifth grade, my mother used to comb my hair, but I used to hear, and I used to hear the end of it. Oh God, you got too thick. Oh God, I ain't able to comb this hair. And this hard nigga hair. I ain't able. You start combing your hair yourself, you know. Make sure you go to the salon, put some straight in it. Because I ain't able to all this hard, 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 pot scrub hair. Mm. Okay? So growing up, I did not hear not one ounce of positivity when it came to natural hair. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, it's nothing that we could blame our parents about because that is the mentality they grew up with. But we could hold them accountable for it, though. Of course. I ain't blaming them, but it's good to let them know that, yo, you fuck up in this area when it comes to raising me. I would tell my parents that. Yeah, I just honestly try. I really just try to, like, change the mindset of how they look at it. I know my father <coughs> don't have a problem with it. He loves natural hair. He is all team natural. Um, my grandmother, which means the world to me, like, after she see I went natural, she took it upon herself to also went natural too in support of me, which was fucking amazing. That's so cool. She didn't last long. She went back to straight. What? <laughs> she went back to natural. So, I mean, it was a back and forth, you know? <laughs> but at the end of the day, she, she team natural. <laughs> and that's because of me. So, yeah. My mother, on the other hand, though, she's the hardest cookie to crack. Because... Also, don't forget it, like from Guyana and Kuli here is good here, and nigga here is bad here, aka hard here. And she kind of mixed, so she don't have nigga here. So she finds she have Kuli here. She have good here. She her hair ain't good. Her hair's not good because but her hair. Is she fine? No, she just said she have Kuli here. She have thin Kuli here. She ain't gonna say her hair good, but she have Kuli here. Mm-hmm. But hair is, you know, yeah. decent. Her hair ain't hard and nigga ish. <laughs> no, I'm saying. But I mean, it's really sad that we had to even have to experience it. This whole transition of, yeah, this European standard of beauty of the yeah, straight hair is good hair, so to say. And to neglect your natural state of your hair. But at least the narrative is changing. Better late than never. Yeah, and at least it started with us having a discussion about it too. So I think that's the step in the right direction. And yeah, like a lot of you that follow us on Instagram saw that we had a series of questions in the past two days asking, you know, like, um, <clears throat> do you think a uh, good hair fits everyone? Do, have you ever experienced texturism? Have you ever discriminated against someone that had a different um, hair type than you? We also dived a bit into colorism. So we did ask you, do you think if texturism and colorism goes hand in hand? Some of, most of you said yes, but a larger amount of you said no as well. Um, and yeah, we even went into, what was yesterday questions more like um were you discrimination based on you being light skin or dark dark skin skin. and the results actually was very insightful because honestly i think also people didn't read the question too thoroughly so they end up clicking both questions Mm -hmm. but we noticed a lot of light skin people also received um backlash well discrimination discrimination especially in the caribbean because yeah. um, when I was doing research, you know, basically, like, on colorism and texturism, like, a lot of the information out there, which is not a surprise, was based mainly based on in America and the UK. And, I mean, of course, some of their stories do relate okay, to yeah. us, but it's still good to get 
straight get it straight out of the horse's mouth you know so that's why we went to instagram to ask like our fellow caribbean people mm-hmm. what they experience and to be quite honest to be quite fair like for me going on the topic of colorism uh i never i'm like thinking back like when you pose a question and I, ne- I never was told like in society like oh you anything negatively about my dark skin to be honest like i was never must be nice yeah but i was compared to my mother so i do know like there was a difference in treatment between a brown skin person and a dark skin <coughs> person so to speak but it was never like somebody blatantly come and tell me oh you are black attack i've heard it like to other people but no one ever came and told me like to my face well my primary school was full of assholes <laughs> to put it quite blank and I heard all shit like on a weekly basis and even from fellow black people. Yeah. So I honestly thought it was just a normal, you know, school experience. But to hear that you didn't experience it is quite surprising to me to be quite honest. Mm-mm. I never experienced it to be honest. The only thing I mean I I was told but I never t- took it as a compliment because I really thought it was like a <sighs> It was just weird, but like when people are saying you posted it, like, oh, you pretty for a black girl, or like people would be like, oh, yeah, you're not a typical black girl. I was like, what the hell that's supposed to mean? You know, like, oh, like I don't know where I fit I in. Know how much that line does boil my freaking blood. Mm. Oh, child. That should just anger me so much, but let me save that for the next segment. I am able. Mm-mm. Not today, Satan. <laughs> but anyway, some people like gave their feedback. By the way, thank you for being so willing and open to post your feedback about things they were called. And of course, Black Attack and Tar Baby was quite common. Um, midnight for like the darker skin people. This one is not it not okay, it's funny but not funny. <coughs> but somebody someone <laughs> said Bitch <laughs> What I see when GB gone <laughs> It's not funny. It's just little children such assholes. How dare they? And then look, I swear to God, we're not laughing at you, we're laughing with you, okay? We hope you're laughing at this. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. Hope I you mean, have moved on and you're just laughing like wow, look how ignorant people were. For real, no, because people like literally had the plain old black attack tap baby slave, you know? Just played out shit. But the GB thing was very fun well, very interesting to me. And then in contrast, we didn't only receive feedback from people who were on the darker skin, but also people of the lighter skin who were yeah terrorized as well <coughs> and let me see yellow girl yellow girl um if i can white well light um some people say they couldn't stand in front of the wall because people will call them invisible <laughs> which baffles me because it's possibly not even white yeah so by meaning st martin standards it would be considered white you have to understand that like in caribbean standards they would but do be you see the color of a wall you think they kill if people is such jackasses no i'm sorry but i'm not sorry and then they had this one okay this one is more accurate in terms of color scale but waffle colored you know for the lighter skin i mean i think okay whatever beige 
light black, light black. Yeah, that one confused me. Light I really black. didn't make my eyebrows really yeah, raised. Anyways, I don't know. As a Uncooked fry, I thought was very creative. 10 points for creativity. You know? The reason behind of it, not so cool, but creativity. <laughs> they, these kids out here putting, you know, putting their brain to work when it comes to teasing the Higulam children. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but all in all, it was very interesting to see that it's not only like a dark skin problem, but also a light skin problem where it's concerned, at least on the island of St. Martin. Um, okay. Our last point on this topic, what do you think that we could do to help, like, start solving this kind of problem? Like, I've seen a lot of us kind of grow up with these problems, like, in society. What <coughs> problem? The colorism problem yes. or the texturism problem? We never even went into texturism, to be quite honest. Mm-mm. But, um, both, right now. It starts with self-love, one. And if you are comfortable in yourself, I think that at that point you could go out and start educating people first like in your circle and then, you know, at a wider scale, but literally just start with you and the people around you. And then I think that would automatically cause a ripple effect because mm-hmm. a little effort could go a long way, but it really starts with you because if you're insecure in your hair like me, it would be very hypocritical of me to say, yeah, love your hair, your hair so this and that, and then behind closed doors, I hear complaining about my hair, you know? Yeah, but I think, um, I think once you're transparent about your journey too, because like people just have self-love to be this thing that you wake up and you love yourself. Oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm this, I do that, I'm great, I'm lovable. But people too have to understand that the whole journey of self-love is accepting the dark parts of yourself too. Mm-hmm. So once you're transparent about... You know, like, there's days where I really don't like my hair. There are days that I have to overcome that hurdle of it, you know, and, like, sit back. I think people will understand, too. So I don't think you should only uplift the good days of your hair, but also be transparent of the negative, too. I think that's valid. So, yeah. <clears throat> and I do agree with you when it comes to educating your peers. Like, you can only start... You can, I don't think we all have the ability to get up... <laughs> on a podium and start screaming stop colorism stop texturism because yeah and love ain't knows ain't that easy either no so yeah like you say yeah you gotta start small start talking to your friends if you're around any little kids you know you set an example you know they are the future anyway so <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're right you're so right and with that we'll just slide into our second topic which is um black women and why they are the last to be chosen in the dating pool so i find this topic not topical <laughs> i find this topic quite difficult because i don't feel like i date like i feel like my perception of this whole thing is quite limited mm-hmm. so anything i say just forewarning it's just my perception and mm-hmm. the little experience that I have. Because to be quite honest, I don't go down and date like that for me to be like, yeah, I agree with this statement. But yeah, I do think it's true. And I do, at least from what I see on social media <laughs> and experiences that I've heard, I do agree with it. Same. I don't date. Knock <laughs> me. I ain't, ain't gonna knock it, but in terms of like social experiences and perceptions of what you see on social media and real life and things that happen to people around us 
I agree with the statement. Firstly, <laughs> the thing that I have an issue with, and this is something I have heard from since high school, is people, especially of darkest, darker skin tone, always say, yeah, um, I gon' date or I gon' wife a light-skinned girl because I don't want no black baby. I want my child to have curly hair, not nappy hair, so I can have, I can guarantee a pretty baby. And from time... That was in high school? How you mean? <laughs> Y'all niggas sick. How you mean? <laughs> you know how much people, like, boys and girls equally, people's like, yeah... I don't want a light-skinned girlfriend or boyfriend, so when I make my baby, I'm going to have a pretty light-skinned baby. And from then, that shit used to blow my freaking mind. Because what you're implying is, black babies ain't shit, basically. And black babies are ugly. Black babies are ugly. The standard of beauty is light-skinned, curly hair, red bone, yellow bone, <laughs> Simpson Bay looking. <laughs> And <laughs> that never sat well on my spirit. And not even because I myself am a black girl, but it just sounds so ignorant and self-hating. I mean, how the fuck that had sit well with anybody? And it's not something that happened then. It's things people will say up until now. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't understand because I don't have that kind of vocabulary, you know? Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't fathom the logic of it because I don't understand how you could sit there. I could understand you could look at somebody. If I want to procreate with somebody, I don't even look, think on the looks. I just think on the qualities that they have because, you know, at the end of the day, my child will probably have some of the fuck-up qualities. And I was like, do I want to tolerate that? Like, that child can be half me, half of that person. But people... I don't know. I just don't get it. Like that logic for me is if there's no logic. There's no logic. <laughs> period. Period. It not make sense. I don't know. And but if one of you listen to that have that mentality, fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. Yes, I but on the other hand too, besides like hearing the whole um baby making thing, I like I've heard from guys, especially in high school, the reason that they don't date black girls is because they think they have this stereotype like, oh we so ratchet, like oh we've been around the block and all of these things and yeah girls. <laughs> I have people that had assumed that I had a high number of sexual partners simply because of the color of my skin and I was like, What the <laughs> what? Excuse me? But, you know, to each their own. Like, for me, I just ignore those people. And if a man have to open his mouth and say those type of things, he imme- he's not the type of man I want, you know? Like, he just automatically eliminates himself from the list. Just But this is based on SM guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, a while back up here, I also had the same experience. I would always look around, especially, like, um, in nightlife, going out to festivals and things like that. And I would notice that 95% of the black guys would always have a Dutch girlfriend. It's very rare Macamba. that you would say... White. Whoa. White. White. <laughs> Why is she white? <laughs> it is very rare that you would see a black Dutch guy with a black Dutch girl. I'm not saying they don't exist. Could they exist? But the common theme is always an interracial couple. So one day I asked a black Dutch guy up here, like, 
why it is what's the end thing with the black guys always going after the white girls because they're easy one because they're easy two because black girls have too much style that is called style we too difficult to deal with we just don't put up with your shit like and and oh jesus and i mean if that is the case by all means go to your white girlfriend because uh, <laughs> if you're looking for me to be submissive and be at your every back and call and be quote-unquote easy for you to have a companion then miss me with the bullshit but if that's <clears throat> if that's the reasoning what I just wonder is what the hell you just think about your own mother you black as tar no shit to shade your mother is black what the hell you think of the woman that freaking raised you and you're out here having these freaking thoughts about your fellow sisters i mean but some of them kind of raise with that mentality too you know like from their own mother as well like some of them parents has encouraged them to go out there and get a lighter skinned woman to bring home i kid you not so at the end of the day they, if their mothers don't even know how to love themselves how they gonna know how to love an, a fellow dark-skinned woman you know so yeah it starts at home it really starts at home and a lot of their mothers encourage this type of behavior and this all goes back to the previous topic we had about colorism because at the end of the day too not only with white women do these black men do it with but they do it also with fair fair skinned girls as well Mm -hmm. they would easily go for a girl that look ambiguous or you know like you don't know where to place her instead of exactly and then yeah black girls just there like we like the last or oh, we have to take all this shit for them to realize oh you were to you are red or no no but no, i think no, it no. also boils down to this zohanam standard of beauty yeah. and also what i feel in some cases it might be because their parents are dark and they felt like they had it rough rough they don't want the same future for their children or their grandchildren so they would say you know what just to eliminate this hardship for them just go ahead and breed off a white girl just go ahead and breed off a white girl so you can guarantee yourself some light skin curly hair children who can make it further in life which is a whole lot of story because clearly you don't know how genes work (laughs) i was about to say the gag is (laughs) clearly you don't know how genes work because that does not guarantee you a light skin curly hair child you could come up with somebody who's just listen (laughs) the universe is a funny thing it's a funny thing so you may be saying yes okay yes i hear with femka so i good i said and here comes your baby and it look like a little lupita nyongo and you big mad and you big mad because you don't get your guaranteed light skin curly hair what kind of shit is that yeah but also yeah i agree and also this <laughs> this thinking might just also goes to girls that only date white men too because they have those females out there that also specifically think that, mm-hmm. think that to reach a certain level in life or to acquire what they want to acquire they need a white man on their side and that is a totally negative mentality to have to when it comes to dating so just so you know because you know people quick to say you men bashers yeah that's true it goes both ways listen niggas ain't shit but bitches ain't shit either mm-hmm. never forget mm-hmm. never because some females have the exact same mentality <clears throat> when it comes to guys like oh yeah these black guys ain't shit 
the white guys gonna be the ones who know how to treat me better they gonna worship the ground i walk yeah, on by, and then to be honest <laughs> it's quite a fetish just so you know a lot of these white men when they approach you i've had it the first if a man come up to me white indian asian whatever they may be and the first thing they mention is the color of my skin bye bye mm -hmm. just bye like that you're already fetishizing me and i do not want that you know like and it's really uncomfortable especially for a black woman that seriously want to date in this community well in our generation because one the black men fetishize us because all they want is for us our poem some of them just want to fuck you but they don't want to wife you and then we have those white men or those other men that just want us because we look exotic you know it's like it's like a, a souvenir collection to mm -hmm. have, you know, something to bring home. So it's really difficult to know if someone genuinely likes you or if they just have you as a prop. And that's rough. And it's sad. And it's so goddamn common. So when you really think of it, some guidelines to distinguish or some telltale times to the telltale signs to distinguish between someone who's going after you for a fetish and someone who's going after you for being you. I don't know. That's why I don't date. That's got a headache. I really don't know. But I think the first telltale sign would be, like what I mentioned before, is when they start off talking about the color of your skin. Like, they start saying, like, oh, you know, you're black and you're beautiful. Like, I know I'm black and I'm beautiful. And I mean, that I don't, you're my man not allowed to tell me that, but if that's the one thing you constantly bring up in a conversation, mm -hmm. or, you know, you start asking me about, you know, like, oh, hey, a black girls just do this, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. or, or they mention, like, oh, but, you know, you're my first black girl. Like, mm -hmm. I am not your guinea pig. I'm not your experiment. Like, and trust me, I'm saying this because I've been told this. That already for me is the no. I do not fuck with you if you come in that kind of conversation. Mm -mm. Salop. Mm -mm -mm. But do you think that because we're talking about the dating experience in Holland because yeah we live here, mm -hmm. but do you think like back home is as adamant in between like black men going for lighter skin or and vice versa? Honestly, I feel like I can give like. A proper. And a proper answer because the last time we were back home and quote unquote dating it was it's in high, high school, school and that's a whole other setup <clears throat> so dating as a teenager and dating as an adult <clears throat> I don't think is can value in comparison and honestly I don't know who the hell back on the island right now I don't know, know who on the island I'm honest to god I, I don't <laughs> know people on the island no. like a little one tools you know but to say dating wise the only thing i would say like in regards to high school i don't know if that culture is still there and i hope it's not but i do realize that it had a time period where guys would mostly go for lighter skinned girls you know and <laughs> i yes. i had a lot of guy friends back then and i used to hear them say like yeah you know but you know they have the nice hair and mm -hmm. things like that. i used to hear it and used mm -hmm. to talk about it nationally mm -hmm. when you're sitting right there mm -hmm. i used to be sitting like nigga what so you used to talk about it they used to rap about it they used to and they were the only type of if you saw a dark-skinned girl in these um people <laughs> videos or rap videos or whatever musical videos they were having back then they she had like she was she was exotic again you or know? even if they had like the real dark skin for see here girl they would be in the frame for two seconds and just be put in there i guess to be politically correct but the lighter skin curly hair girls would always fetishize 
there was the girls to have. But know? to be honest, like, yeah, they ended up with those ancient niggas because sometimes when you hear those girls' stories and they don't mean to, like, I don't want you to come across like, yeah, good for you, but they ended up with those men that had those nasty, that nasty mentality that ended up treating them like crap, you know? And I don't mean it to be like, I don't know, if, I hope everyone get my point, but I don't mean it to be like, yeah, good for you in that sense, but just it's just that at the end of the day, you need to look at a man's mentality and this goes for light-skinned girls too like if you hear because some men just get really comfortable to tell a light-skinned girl like you know i only this deal mm-hmm. light-skinned girls and if he tell you that sis that that's to show that's to show you his mentality is not right and you need to pull him up for that mm-hmm. and you need to understand your light-skinned privilege too because that is a thing you know, like if you want to stand for all women and all black women, you need to understand that you have privilege and that when you enter these type of conversations with men with a toxic, toxic, toxicity, toxic masculinity, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stand up for all of us and pull him up. Like, no, listen, like if you come in with that kind of conversation, you need to get exactly. Don't promote the narrative that, yeah. Light skin girls is the only thing to have. I mean, be conscious, be mindful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never been about team light skin versus team dark skin. At the end of the day, we're all women. You yeah, understand? Exactly. You need to stand up for one another too. And you need to, yeah, know your privilege. Hmm. Simple. Sis, it's real. The discrimination is real. Be it from the tiny little 37 square mile of St. Martin to tiny and European standards country of holland mm-hmm. to doting us the us us of a with donald trump is a global problem it is it is and it's not only in the black community as well it no, have it no, in no, 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 no. every minority have these trust issues. and believe it's there with the asian communities it's there with indian even though indians are asians but you know you get a point <laughs> in the latin communities as Ooh, well child, which is child. really more dominant y'all know how it's set up down there in dr <laughs> y'all know y'all know how in a lot of latin countries they don't consider themselves black they consider themselves latino and latina and latin x because black no 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 we're not black honey we're just latin and you are that ass wrong. You ooh, child, y'all need to fix all yourself real quick. Real, real quick. I, I don't saw, know how I saw this video on um, Facebook. This guy, I think he was in Santo, and he basically said, once you eat plantain in your food, excluding Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> once you know what's a plantain and you eat plantain in your food, you're African, you black because plantain actually the whole concept of it mm-hmm. comes from Africa. So mm-hmm. once you know about it and you eat it and you indulge in it, you're black. So and are you love or are you platano? Platano platano frito con no salami magu toro ya tu sabe. So just so you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you have that problem, fix it real quick because it ain't cute. It ain't cute at all. Your song's stupid, okay? I ain't care. Are you song doting AF? Get a speaker. You want a speaker? A mirror stand in front of it. Observe. Yes, you might be of Latin descent. But when you look at your skin, darling, your ancestors came on a boat from Africa. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad, huh? It's not bad. The it boat, just right? The boat, right? No, 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 no. Bad. I mean, 
<laughs> but that was terrible, sis. No, no, no. I'm saying it's not bad <laughs> that you're a descendant of oh. Africans. It's it's really not that big of a deal, honey. But Africans still us. have this problem, man. Out what, of them, claiming us? No, they have a problem with their blackness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleaching yeah. is a thing over there. They mm. ride for the, the bleach. Is, they is. bust it down for the bleach. So, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, you got black china gold and they are to sell it for the beach so i mean the problem is everywhere even the motherland we just yeah yeah but it starts with you it starts with your environment it starts with your peers so one one little step you know in the right direction can make some type of change. momentum in changing the narrative yes and so to those of you that you know thinking of procreating <coughs> Please be a better human so you can create better humans for the Judge world. Judge people on their character and their being and their soul and, and how you relate to them and not by how they look and how your child is going to look because God don't like ugly. No. Okay? And that's in every shade. Every. <laughs> <laughs> and also PSA, not to sound shady, but light skin does not also guarantee you Beauty, beauty, yeah, because they have some um physically impaired looking light skinned people out there. Like I said, God don't like ugly. The universe has a funny way of humbling you. So please, please don't have this checklist of yeah, light skin, curly hair, this that da 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 da. da. Look at somebody bin account before you look at the intellect. It's good. Die the luck. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and now we're gonna go into our game. Da, na, na, na. We're having a game. Word association. Wait, what? Word, Word association, association game. game. We're having a game. Word association game. Woohoo! And for this uh, Word Association game, in celebration of the upcoming International Women's Day that is coming up in March. On the 8th. On the 8th of March, which I think is when we will be releasing this. Yes. Yes, yes. We will be releasing this podcast. No, the 8th. Okay, the 8th. Ba-ba-bam. Big up all the women them out there. Y'all is baddies. Yes. Anyways, so in celebration of that, we're going to have this word association game, which was inspired by the podcast Horrible Decisions. And they did, you know, X-rated version. But, you know, we're going to be here for today kind of and just um see how long we can go back and forth saying words that relate to women and the person who can't figure out a word within five seconds loses as simple as that that don't be me okay? my brain don't hear yeah, you yeah, listen see it's 10 minutes before 12 so i charge up already oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're gonna start now okay mm-hmm. you ready no you write down notes no. Okay, good. Not for this. Alright, prima. So, first word is women. Female. Powerful. Strong. Athletes. Serena. Black girls rap. Black girl magic. Natural hair. Fussy hair. Texturized hair. <laughs> Relax hair. Phobie hair. <laughs> for a hair. <laughs> for a hair. <laughs> We ain't going that far. <laughs> to here, there's women too. Oh, okay. Curly hair. 
astronauts. Taraji. P. Henderson. IG models. <laughs> um, we've teachers. Teachers? Uh huh. Doctors. Lawyers. Vets. Breast cancer. High blood pressure. My mom. My dad. My aunt. My uncle. Wait, what? <laughs> I got gay uncle. Is he transgender? Sure. <laughs> Please, we can't go to like a sexuality and what's the other word? What? Ooh. <laughs> uh, sexual orientation and sexuality are different things. Mm-hmm. So he could like other men but still identify as a guy. But he could be tranny, so he knows. But he woman? ain't tranny. My uncle a tranny. Yeah, Chinese. Which uncle? Uh? Uncle, no. Mm. Uncle, uncle. From down the road. Okay, uncle. good. So Chinese can just lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be tacked, but you know what? though? you just lose. No, <laughs> take that in. I, I will. I will. That's what I'm saying. What? <laughs> you were thinking too hard. Mm-hmm. I said two a here, and again, watch you like two a here. <laughs> There are females <laughs> with two A here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a thing. They got this out. They got this out. <laughs> I don't love it. Anyways, guys, for our last segment regarding International Women's Day, we decided that we would like to highlight a few women um, in the community, both living and dead. Yes, yes. Like one of them dead, right? Yes. Only one. Yes. <laughs> I was like, who we kill off? <laughs> Anyways, let me go for the first two people. Yes. Do the astronaut first. The astronaut? Yeah. So, we decided to highlight this woman. Her name is Katherine Johnson. <laughs> um, so, we decided to highlight Katherine Johnson. And I don't know for those of you that know the movie Hidden Figures, Katherine Johnson was a mathematician and she calculated the route or the, the, the sum that was needed for the astronaut to land on the moon. And um, <clears throat> we, the reason we decided to highlight her is simply because of the fact that if you watch the movie, it wasn't until recently that a lot of people knew of her history and her team simply because like when we speak about history we rarely mention the women the powerful women in history and also the and more importantly the powerful black women because without her calculations they would have never made it to the moon and this was during the time of the space race as well preach so we decided to highlight her, and although there's a movie about her, really, I watched. You watch a movie? No. But I would encourage anyone to watch a movie, male, female, is really inspiring, and it really, you know, makes you feel proud to be a black woman, and it really makes you understand, like, how far we have come, you know? So, big up yourself, Katherine Johnson. Yes. And the second woman we decided to highlight is one of our very own local heroes. Yeah, Shiro. Let's go. And her name is Wan Titi Loki. They have a song for her? They never teach us a song. You could make a song. No. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to spike her legacy. <laughs> yes, Wan Titi Loki. For those of you who aren't St. Martiners, yeah, of course you won't know her. And for the St. Martiners that don't know her, do better. 
But <laughs> how are you gonna know about one titty Loki who they are chilling on the run about their embellia? Yes. Is she there after Irma? I think she's still there. <laughs> I think she have far along, but she get back up like the true Shiro that she is. Yes. So oh, you know how she lose her titty? <laughs> one titty Loki before she was one titty escaped the plantation because she knew that she was not destined to be a slave. And she run and she run up in the bush then Emilio, you know, up there. And unfortunately, she get catch. So to make her an example for the rest of the slaves, they is decapitated. Yeah, decapitated. Is that only for heads or that's for anybody part? I think it's for anybody part. Anyway, they cut off she titty. And just so you know, this is not like unusual. Back in the day, they yeah, used exactly. to do that. That was a type of punishment slaves received for running away mm-hmm. or for being, you know, rebellious in a sense, like talking back. Exactly. And she was that type of female. She wasn't taking shit from these. She was hot mouth, and they did not like a hot mouth, strong woman. So to put in her place, mm-hmm. they chop off her titty. That's right. Go sis. <laughs> and then after they chop off her titty. All you know, her family and her fellow friend slaves, that's the thing. <laughs> Slave friends. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> you know, nurse her back, make sure she was in good health, fix up she wanted the thing. And what she decided to do? She run away. She again. run back again. She need people them, she run up in the hill, but this time they did not catch her. She made a camp up in the hills. She lived her best life. Well, best life, I mean. <laughs> the <laughs> best that she could. It was her best life. Mm. The best that she could do. You know, and she would come back down for supplies, for food, now and again. But they were never able to catch her. And often, mm. too, the stairs would look up. And they could tell that she was, like, in the hill, camping out and whatnot. And they never find her. They don't even know she's dead. So, technically, she could still be there now. She lived. This happened so many years ago. Hello. She knew. You know about the spiritual world? Okay, her zombie spirit there. You see how in La Brujeria or whatever <laughs> it is, the man immortal? What is it? Whether physical or not, her spirit lives on in Emilio. I experienced it. Let me tell you how. So, <laughs> a time when we went, you know, Emilio was popping back in the days when we had things for school and whatnot, mm-hmm. whatnot. And I went in the back. And then the breeze has started blowing. Okay, normal, you know, say nothing. But from this one spot, the breeze started going like this in a circle, in a circle. And it went into a tornado. <laughs> and all the leaves went up. And then just dropped. And I went home. <laughs> because that was not normal. Yeah, but Emilia is known to be quite, um, in the, the plantation. Like, a lot of people experience a lot of strange... Yeah. activities there yeah. and I don't knock it so. I don't think it, it don't have to per se be her but a lot of slaves probably die on that property probably they bury there though I think so I feel I like they're I know a lot skeletons. of poles in there but I can't remember but the chances of them being but it was a plantation there, so regardless of the fact yeah a lot of spirits and they wasn't treated the best so I could understand mm-hmm. why they're in limbo so <laughs> I could really understand it. Yeah, yeah. My um <laughs> that is the story of Madame Montete Loke, a local Shiro on the island of Saint Martin. And that being said, we would like to wrap up this episode of the Silas's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. We tried to make it a little shorter for those with the chicken head attention spans, because we also have chicken head attention spans as well. We reach under the hour mark, so beam beam beam. 
and yes thank you for joining us today we're always open for feedback and suggestions so slide into our dms with those if you do have and we're gonna see you on the next episode bye guys Ayo, tot zo.